Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the HR Tech Chat video podcast. And uh, I'm very excited today to have with us Morik Dippel. And I think I'm saying his name correctly. Uh, he is the CEO and co-founder of Circleytics. And uh, um, Circleytics is focused on employee feedback, some very innovative thinking around that with AI and um, and uh, really, really doing it uh, very little justice with that description. I'll give you an opportunity to describe it. Uh, thank you for, thank you for joining us today. And I know you're from, uh, you're joining us from from the Netherlands. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. 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 So a few Excellent. hours away. <laughs> well, you know what? We have a little bit of a common today, maybe. Uh, because it was actually negative 12 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm not sure what that is centigrade, but it's it's pretty cold um, today here in New England. Um, so I felt like I was I was there with you in spirit, at least, weather-wise. <laughs> well, we do have some summer days, but you can count them on two hands, I admit. <laughs> We're now in the same cold as you are. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's right. It's, it's uh, well, all this distant stuff and, and people in different time zones and, and working remote, etc. Well, that's basically instantly what we will talk about this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing the technology just enables us to have these conversations uh, with people across the globe. I, I absolutely love it. Um, and, and I hope to visit the Netherlands sometime. Um, Maybe, Maurik, you could uh, give our viewers just a little bit of uh, insight into what Circleytics does. And uh, I just, we had a conversation, you and I, uh, maybe maybe almost two weeks ago now. Um, yep. And we, we got pretty deep, uh, deep into it. It's, to me, it's just fascinating. Uh, maybe you could give our viewers just kind of a, uh, a primer and then we can take it from there. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for introducing uh, me and uh, having us over, Brent. We really appreciate it. And just to just to pitch it in a few sentences, we want to step up the game of employee listening, of employee engagement. And we saw a few issues with the current methodology of a survey-based solution only. And it doesn't really serve all purposes of HR leadership nor employees. So we thought let's add a component, an innovation to that, and let's enable employees better to answer open questions with their own answers. And that's a goldmine. Gallup already mentioned that people love to be taken seriously. And we thought, well, let's put that into technology. So we introduced employee dialogues from the cloud to corporates and governments all over the country. And of course, also outside the Netherlands and in the US. Mm. I love that idea, and 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 you know what's interesting about it, and and there's so much to talk about here. But one thing that that pops to mind immediately is just in the industry. I think we're seeing when it comes to employee experience and um, gauging employee sentiment, and 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 trying to doing our best to ensure to help ensure the greatest greatest potential productivity and employee satisfaction with mm -hmm. their jobs, right? Um, we're finding that a lot of the old ways or the conventional traditional ways of doing things just don't, um, they, they just don't cut it. They're, they're just not up to the job, up to the, uh, to the task. So, you know, I see some 
you know, it's 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 a broad stroke, but I see some similarities here. So common denominators. So you take take for instance the you mentioned the uh, the employee survey. It's it's kind of a it's a, that is an inflexible instrument. Uh, a lot of companies they'll do it once a year. Um, sure, there's there there's pulse survey capabilities out there, but a lot of companies will do it once a year, and then they'll they'll analyze it, um, and uh, and they'll reach some conclusions about it maybe three four months after it's after it's administered when the uh, the information is no longer um, current it's stale A B the questions may not be um, that we're asking specific. May not. Yeah, too specific. Um, not um, not getting at the real, the real, um, the real insight that you need. And then you no, exactly. Other... Yeah. yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah. You have a few. You have a few issues with with surveys, but they do serve serve with also a few good purposes. And so you do you do get generic uh, reporting. You do get uh, an holistic numerical um, view on a lot of items once every now and then. So that's good of surveys. Um, and if you want to compare yourself with other, uh, with peers, then you get a lot of information. And for that, you need generic questions that are the same throughout the branch. But if you want to address specific matters, engage your people for specific company matters, challenge them to help solve it and understand the why behind the numbers. They need to add open questions to this whole employee engagement arena. So we added that and, and, and we learned that people love it. They embrace it to the max. They're not overwhelmed. They do want to have a say. They do want to be taken seriously. So they type like crazy. And they type all these beautiful answers and they truly speak up. And... Um, the real issue five years ago when we started off is that an amazing amount of people join in in these dialogues. And in the first round, they start typing, typing, and our database got overflown with, with responses from employees. So our first customers were really puzzled, like, wow, this is one, this is a gold mine. It surprises us. It, it really adds value compared to surveys, but how to digest this beautiful gold. Mm. And um, so we invented instantly a second round in this process. That's where, um, that's why it's a dialogue instead of a conversation or a meetup or a <clears throat> survey. So we ask people in the first round, what do you think of this and this and this? How do you assess this and this? this? Please explain why. How to improve ABC? Why? What's what obstacle can we take away to increase the uptake of ABC and why? So we ask a lot of why. We really put them to work and they love it. In the second round, we allow them to review anonymized answers from other colleagues. Okay. And there the learning starts. Okay. So we introduce a collective round right after an individual round. Hmm. That's why it's a dialogue. An interesting thing, Brent, is that we see people actually um, having second thoughts for the question you put to them. So in a second round, they review and they view different people's answers, different perspectives, and it actually makes them progress their thinking and have 
new thoughts and actually embrace answers that they didn't think of themselves. Mm. So you have a much smarter, more accurate outcome of what's really eating the people, what's really out there, what's really there solution-wise, thinking-wise, analysis-wise. You really dig deeper. And that's, that's a level of collective intelligence. It's quite an untapped source of information and engagement in, in many companies. I have several questions. So, in uh, in in observations. So, first of all, it, it's just occurred to me, listening to you describe this. Uh, how would any organization really get to the bottom of any type of of uh, you know pernicious issue or or fundamental um, uh, challenge without engaging in this particular process? That's one question of mine. Um, it's more of a rhetorical question. I think the answer is there, you couldn't. Um, a, B, it's, you think about, you think about an annual survey, it's an employee, they often call it an employee engagement survey, um, where you're, you're measuring, ostensibly measuring employee engagement. Whereas what you're doing uh, with, with your process is you're actually cultivating engagement while exploring employee engagement and, and it, yeah that's it can i use that sentence yes you may <laughs> yeah. well that's actually it and and what i mentioned in in the beginning we were a bit uh, struck by this survey fatigue uh, yeah. thing going on and we didn't we didn't we weren't that much convinced six years ago while researching this market of employee engagement we weren't so much convinced that turning a survey into a pulse survey would, 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 solve, would solve that matter. It's still a survey. And then we, um, we noticed that people actually are, are, are full of ideas and mm. opinions. And now they don't share it with HR nor with leadership. They share it with each other. Mm. Or they leave the company or they just get a bit of disengaged. And we thought, wow, why not turn it around, disrupt that employee engagement survey and make people, make people enable people to speak up. Mm -hmm. So we, we, you, you can actually apply the same questions you used uh, for an employee engagement survey uh, in our instrument. What mm. you add to that comma, and what's your key recommendation to improve this score? So you actually reach out to potential and, uh, and people just, they, they, they give it all to you. Just ask. Now, this is interesting because uh, what you're describing is, um, is a, uh, as a um, let me see if I can describe this, a recouping or a, um, Okay, so so over the course of the regular uh, operation of an organization, right? Uh, there's, I would say that there's there's a maybe there's a, and I don't know if there's a survey out there that's that's sort of figured this out if there's a percentage, but I imagine I'm hypothesizing that there's a certain certain percentage of innovation that's uncaptured, uncaptured innovation or unrealized. That's that's the word, unrealized innovation. And it's because of um, 
for some of the things that you described, an employee just leaves, they had an idea, but they never shared it with anyone, they leave for whatever reason, uh, whether it's re related to that idea or not is, you know, that's separate, um, or they talk about it with themselves, but it never, um, it never makes its way to leadership, you know, it's just myriad, just myriad potential reasons why mm -hmm. innovation um you know it's 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 latent there's latent yeah i think that's what latent innovation mm -hmm. it's not happening right and and so yeah so thinking about this sort of you know uh theoretically i would say that it's probably impossible to ensure that 100% of the potential latent innovation in your organization definitely happens but there are ways to optimize or to increase uh, the realization of currently latent innovation in your organization. And to me, this is one of the ways of doing so is actually fostering or encouraging these, these, these conversations. It's almost, so almost it's, it's, it's in addition to many other things, it's, it's a catalyst for innovation, is it not? It's a catalyst for innovation in, that's one use case. And um, but 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 first of all, our, our our initial focus now is that HR does struggle with the follow up of employee engagement pulse surveys. Mm. They have numbers, but they don't know the why. They cascade reporting down to management teams, and they stimulate them to dig deeper and find out the why and work on that with their teams and departments and regions and districts in which you have. They're puzzling because they need to have a conversation with their team. Well, when do you get all your team members in one room? Mm. One, one manager said to me, I have, I have 300 people in six countries to get, to get them in one team's meeting to follow up on an employee engagement survey report that says, that they don't like so much uh, the L&D effort of the company and the, and the DNI and it isn't, I just have numbers. Mm. So what will be my first question in a non-anonymized process where all psychological safety evaporates? It's time inefficient, it's unsafe, mm. and it's ineffective. So it takes a month to have these breakdowns and these, all these sessions with team members and to find out, guys, why did you score me this low this year? Oh. That, so we say to HR, solve that matter by introducing employee dialogue as a substitute or follow-up of, of your employee engagement survey. And then you facilitate management teams to dive instantly dive deeper with questions as, um, what we had with a recent Philips uh, case, they, um, they took out, uh, they lifted out two low scoring and two high scoring items that are very important for uh, the company effort in that continent. And they repeated the same question in Circulitics and they said, comma, and can you elaborate on the why behind your score? Mm. And then in the second round, people started to score each other's answer and actually prioritize which answers are more, most, more feasible and more relevant <clears throat> than others. And they pushed up all the elements that made more sense. And so management within one week 
they could act upon it. That's a different game. Yes, it's also a catalyst for innovation. It's a, it's a catalyst for a transformation. It's a catalyst for culture, for behavior, to understand risks. And so we see a lot of use cases. And um, so 70% of our attention is focused on, uh, on HR leadership to introduce employee dialogue to them. That's interesting. I'll be all over the place. Well, I, I have a few questions now uh, around this. So uh, one, one I'd like to get into, it would be great to get into some of the, um, you know, what's, what's the, uh, uh, the, the, the methodology behind this, for instance. Um, and I know that, that uh, machine learning and uh, to a certain extent, art, artificial intelligence are involved in this, but, but I, I'd like to talk a little bit for first about where where does HR sit in this? Is this you know it, when you're talking to organizations, or uh, is it is it usually HR that um, obviously HR is is typically the one that's uh, the organiz the, uh, the, the 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 department the division that's that's um, driving the, the the say the engagement survey right? Um, but but when it comes to these types of these conversations and facilitating them and making them happen, um, is, is that also an HR play or, or do you find that you're speaking with uh, all sorts of folks uh, throughout the organization uh, when, you're, when, you, when you're, say, you're beginning your own engagement with a, with a new user, for instance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good question. And there's no, not one answer uh, to that. So I'll split it up in three and limit, uh, limit uh, myself to that. Um, a, a large hospital is, um, is introducing these dialogues now on team level. Mm. Individual team, management teams use it for their individual teams of like 40 to 80 people. Mm. They run regular employee dialogues. In addition, the hospital runs a annual employee engagement survey serving different purposes. The choices made uh, to apply these employee dialogues were made in the end by the board, not by HR. Because mm. it's much more, uh, uh, it's, almost, it's a more leadership choice mm. than a technology choice. Right. So that's one case that we see. Um, another case is that um, some companies really are um, running towards the end of a contract with a survey provider. Mm. And they're out there in beauty contesting now more innovative solutions. So uh, one of the larger brewery companies in the world is actually now um in rfp process and and asking us can we step up the game of surveys because we are considering to substitute them mm. so then it's really substitution yeah. and the third case is that um that it's indeed it's uh, quality control it's customer research innovation and other departments that are using this tool just for the collective intelligence aspect of it. Yes, it engages like crazy, but their main responsibility is not to increase engagement. Mm. 
the main responsibility is to to uh, to manage uh, to manage risk to increase quality to speed up innovation so they use the instrument to as an intervention for behavior for alignment and uh, to capture the intelligence of the group well now see that's that's you brought up a really interesting point there um engagement we measure engagement because uh, we know or we assume or it's it, the, 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 the well-worn premise is that, you know, if your engagement is good, then all these other things are going to be better, right? Um, but, 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 but to me, it seems, and this might be a, a little bit premature or, or I don't know if it's too much of a leap, but to me, it seems like it's, it might be better just to address those things. You know, just just to go straight for the outcomes or yeah. uh, affecting the outcomes that you think engagement is probably a measurement of, right? So, so, so you know, so that that that's yeah. There's DNI, there's collaboration, there's L and D, there's there's all kinds of things. So it's better to instantly address with the owner of that of that of that of that topic to instantly address with the relevant audience, the item is such. And so we have um, companies that, that have a retention matter. Well, many companies have a retention challenge. And um, so with the person responsible for retention, you find the right audience. People that uh, just left the company, you still have the addresses. Get in dialogue with them. Understand not with exit interviews, but understand from the people that left recently left the companies, what would be a key consideration to ever come back? What would be a compelling reason to have stayed at the company? Mm -hmm. What reasons couldn't you share with us in an exit interview, but are relevant for our company? Yeah. And then a big thank you. In two rounds, get it all prioritized, and you tap the intelligence from a group for instantly having a very beautiful uh, uh, intervention regarding retention. Ask the people that recently onboarded in the last two to six months. Um, don't only um, introduce them to courses and, and, and how to get into the office and get their password, but also ask them an outside insider's look. Okay. How did our company exceed expectations? Mm. Would you apply for this job again today? What would be your key reason? to understand the deeper drivers of people considering uh, staying, staying, considering leaving or leaving the company. Yes, it engages. Yes, you include, uh, you include all people. Yes, you take the box of inclusion. Yes, you uh, tap the diversity of brains of people. So it's indeed, you, you do uh, use the beautiful diversity of all these brains all together in solving your matter. You know, a couple of things strike me. First of all, that kind of... Will your question uh, be in 10 years, are there still employee, uh, employee engagement surveys? <laughs> well, well, we can get to that question. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, the, the thing is, that kind of information, that, that those kinds of testimonials, essentially what you're, what you're talking about right now, those, that would be good information, even anonymized uh, for an employer's, um, um, uh, you know, uh, recruiting website, 
for instance, right? You know, the, the careers, careers page. Um, that, that just occurred to me now. I, you know what's interesting? <laughs> it's uh, an engagement survey might be a good way to, to measure the, the, um, the success or effectiveness of, of, um, of a Circleytics um, project. Uh, right. So you've you've done this. And I would imagine. Have you seen this? Have you seen that the uh, employee engagement uh, scores and through the traditional survey um, uh, administered after you've you've gone through an engagement with a with a user? Have you seen those those scores uh, improve? No, for that, we are too new in the market. OK. And um, uh, that's one. What we do have at the end of each dialogue, so it's composed of two rounds, asynchronic rounds, mm. asynchronous rounds. And after that second round, um, we do ask you to what extent you enjoy this dialogue. Okay. How do you think of it? And they can uh, rate us uh, between one and five. So we are reaching now, an, 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 we almost approached uh, a million employees and participants over the course of a few years. We're scaling up, so we're still small. And, um, and we, we have from tens of thousands of participants, we got their rating. Yeah. And uh, we score an average of 4.1 on the five-point scale oh, wow. of them enjoying this way of being included yeah. and being listened to. And they know in the second round that they know up front that it might not be their, their idea and their opinion that will matter most to the company and representing the collective of employees. Mm. It might be totally different ideas that get most support in the second round for most employees. But they're okay with that. So um, let me phrase it in a different way. With surveys, they're used to being approached as an individual. Mm. With dialogues, they get used to being approached as an individual, but in a second round, also be part of a collective. Mm -hmm. yeah. Learn from others, listen to different perspectives, become a bit wiser, a bit better informed. And then we ask, do you still think the same as you did a week ago? What's your new thinking? And that's the thinking we capture. That's mm. the thinking that is uh, um, disclosed in the end, at the end of the dialogue in the dashboard. We add a bit of AI, we add a bit of machine learning, we add yes. some very uh, front-running uh, text analysis, and you get an, an instant real-time uh, real result in your dashboard that you can, uh, you can quickly turn into action. Can you talk a little bit more about the, the machine learning and how that how that works over time as you do more and more of these with a with um, say any one uh, user? Yeah, um, well, I can't tell you so much. Um, the the um, the second round algorithm is quite complex, and um, imagine uh, that these dialogues are run also with ten thousands of people at the same time. So when you have for three questions asked in this first round, uh, you get 10,000 of texts back. Mm -hmm. 
and the algorithm redistributes that in small subsets that have as least as possible lookalikes in each individual set of answers from other people. Okay. Actually, every employee in the second round encounters quite a variety of perspectives and answers from other people. Okay. And um, that's quite complex. And, and what we do learn and our algorithm learns from their behavior. We know what your opinion was, for example, regarding the L&D strategy, our company's L&D efforts of last three months. Yeah. We know what you think of that. You wrote that down. We know what you encounter in the second round. We know what other people's opinions you And we know how you moved your thinking from what you said. Yeah. We analyze your text and we see of what other opinions you are actually now expressing your support for. Okay. And the algorithm is learning from that, um, from that behavior. And that's extremely interesting. We, we, we learned there, for example, that, um, uh, that people don't have the tendency to look for answers in the second round that resemble their own. Okay. So they're open for new ways of thinking. So if you ask what's our key obstacle, why project ABC got delayed like this, and it's strategic matter. So please put some efforts in it. And you ask that question to the people, they come up with all kinds of obstacles and issues and matter. And in the second round, they start favoriting and giving support for ideas and response from, from others that were simply better. And they don't care that it wasn't theirs. So there's something collectively going on, which is also a cultural matter. Mm. That's why it's much more a choice of leadership. Employee engagement is not a selection of a tool. Mm. It's a leadership decision. How do I want to run and engage my people? One thing that strikes me about this, that's really interesting, um, is this is, you know, this is sort of the, 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 the ethical diametric opposite of what we see, say, in some of the uh, consumer social media realms where, where the algorithm actually in, um, ensures that like-minded people just end up interacting mostly with like-minded people. We end up with sort of, you know, uh, a balkanized situation where people aren't understanding each other's views and aren't exposed to each other's views. Um, this is the the exact opposite, and and of course, why you know it's why would you not do it this way in a business setting? Because you want to uh, ensure the highest likelihood of uh, of uh, organizational success, and and that that you know, and part and parcel of that is. Um, as uh, you know, um, reaching a chord and, and all these sorts of things. So that's very interesting to me. One thing that, that came up uh, during our, our, our previous conversation mm -hmm. uh, that, that I just wanna bring up again, because it's very, it's very interesting and, it's, um, and there's a little bit of a, of a tie-in with some other of the podcasts that we've done here with HR Tech Chat, is this idea that, and, I, and I'm gonna try to do my best to describe it quickly and succinctly. So it's the idea that 
right now in the development of uh, artificial intelligence, it's very, very important to, to inform the development of AI algorithms with as broad of a, an inclusive of a spectrum of employee, uh, excuse me, human sentiment as possible, so that the so that the AI will develop with with the broadest mm-hmm. understanding comprehension of the full uh, spectrum of human thinking. Um, yes, and it, it that's very important because if it doesn't, then we're, we're uh, we have a saying here in the United States: you know, "We're cruising for a bruising," right? Um, I, actually, I think it's I think it's uh, in the UK too. But anyway, um, uh, but what you're descri- kind of what what you're what you were describing in our previous conversation, and I'm and I'm catching it here too, is that uh, it sounds to me like you're doing that within the microcosm of an organization. So you're 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 your artificial intelligence in your solution is gathering as broad of a spectrum of the employee sentiment as possible, right? To inform, uh, yeah, yeah, to bring bring about as as positive or or, um, uh, useful, effective of an outcome as possible. Yes, and why do we go first back to the employees in the second round instead of pushing all the data in our AI and, and, and algorithm, what you have, because they know better. Mm. We ask what sentiment, what do you think? To what extent does it inspire you? And they can, in the second round, they, they, they express their appreciation or support for other people's opinions um, between a minus three and plus three score. So we have a factor and we have an intensity, intensity of their sentiment. And they tag words that matter most to them. They know semantics. They know what's ironic in a company. They know what's a more cynical way of expressing an understatement. Or they understand that. Machines don't. Because they don't. We work for, with, with Unilever. We did projects for IKEA, for Heineken, Philips. Different cultures, different languages different ways of approaching each other. And the people know best. So when they start valuing other people's perspective in the second round, they leave those scores tag words and even comment why. So they express why they see it like that and why they appreciate that idea more than other people's ideas or their own idea. And it's such an appealing, attractive way for them to do so that um, that more than 70% of the employees review more than 20 items from other colleagues the second mm. round. Yeah. And more than 50% reviews even more than 40 items. More than 40 anonymous answers from other people, they review it. And they add scores, tag words, add comments to it. Mm. So it's a, a, a extreme enrichment, and that's the collective intelligence. And, and only after that, we add a bit of AI tooling and, and to get some additional information and some layers of information and um, some weighted word count instead of a flat word count and all kinds of yeah, tools to further analyze, analyze the information after the enrichment by the people themselves. Mm. It's very encouraging to. And it's to fun. Know. 
Yeah. Mainly yeah. it's fun. They love it. So if they 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 rate us a a, a four on a five point scale on average for now over five years for three hundred plus companies now and uh, for a few thousands dialogues, I I, I think they they are expressing. I, I'm not fatigued. I was survey fatigued, but I'm 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 dialogue happy. I can have you're you're listening. I can speak up, and I, I I love to hear what others are saying. I I don't care if it's better. I don't care. I'm also just one guy or girl. Could be wrong. Well, I'm wrong. Yeah. So it's um, I think it's a it's it's a relief also for them. No one's no one is looking at them, and and saying, well, Mark, you you have the mic now. You better speak up and it better be good. Mm-hmm. Or you can be wrong. Some, some people say it's this, uh, of course, it's system one and system two theory of, of, of Kahneman and mm-hmm. uh, the fast and slow thinking. You have the fast thinking and in the second round, you need reflection and, and to learn from others and, and, and do a bit of slow thinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, you know, to me, uh, and, and I'm looking at the time and just to kind of tie this into the, the broader spectrum of what's happening in HCM today. Um, and, uh, you know, whether you look at, you know, performance management or employee engagement surveys or whatever, you know, you have, we're, we're moving away from these inflexible sort of annual or, or, um, or very rigidly cadenced processes that are, um, that are sort of in, not 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 purposely, but just inherently sort of top down, uh, you know, not necessarily very interactive processes that are not very good at at, um, at harnessing, um, capturing uh, some of these nuances that you need to understand to to perpet to 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 bolster employee sentiment and all these kinds of we're moving away from that to much more collaborative processes whether it's whether it's what we've been talking about today you 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 and me right um or we're talking about maybe continuous performance enablement all these types of things where it's much more collaborative um the technology has finally got to the point where we're able to to do what what we've maybe have I don't want to get too hokey here, but maybe have unconsciously wanted to do the whole time, right? Um, we're, we're kind of moving away from the old ways and really moving into um, a future of work. I mean, honestly, this is this this is the future of work right here. This this collaborative, uh, technology facilitated um, new way that that's no longer rigid, no longer inflexible. It's much more collaborative and interactive. That that's that's if if I were to sort of put a you know a stamp on it in terms of you know the big picture. Um, mm-hmm. That that to me, this what you do with Circlelytics is just another really really rich example of this move into the future of work. Yeah, well, I like to think so. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I love and I love to see Brent. I, I I love to see so much comments from the participating employees that they say, "Wow, gee, you can ask me for anything," or "Finally," or "But you never never ask," and they really are. Um, you show them trust, 
So you become much more uh, high trust in culture in enabling employees to understand really management's key worries and key challenges and ask them, collaborate with me a bit, think with me and help me solve it together. So you emphasize a bit more of this together aspect and that means collaboration. And I believe that's much more the future of work instead of being all, all these individuals that in some way have to be forced to collaborate. It's more natural to collaborate. And I think we facilitate it very much. And, and, you're, and you're very much supporting um, uh, the, the evolution of, of organizational culture, which, which absolutely depend, hinges on trust, uh, feeling heard, and all these types of things. It's just it's really, really fascinating. Um, Maurice. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the podcast. It's been just an absolutely fascinating conversation. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you.